thank you to the sponsor today, Third Wheel Podcast Studio, the place where I record all my podcasts for real. And it's no joke, I did research. I did literally like three months of research. You know, I found cool studios, I went on Peerspace, Google, Craigslist. I was trying to find the best price point, the best bang for the buck, and Third Wheel Podcast Studio was it. But I'm not going to lie, I was hesitant. I just booked a couple sessions to make sure it was chill, and those dudes knocked it out the park. I'll let you know that. This is True Buzz, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this. For my stoners, and for my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this, yeah. Number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up the perfect show for my smokers. True Buds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the True Buds show. It's your buddy Jack Woltering here with Colby Maxwell. You can follow her at Colby Cat with an I, C-O-L-B-I. And you can follow her at Baked underscore Betty. She's got a lot popping. She's hustling many avenues here. Thanks for coming in today. Hi, thank you. For thank sure, you. for sure. How's it going? Good, good. We're just kicking it, having a good time before this popped off. We were all laughing in here about some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that for yeah. now. Things you don't want to Google. <laughs> so uh, Colby is serious on our fitness for everybody watching and listening. And I've been doing some uh, cannabis and fitness content. So I think that's a good place to kick it off. Um, what's your cannabis consumption like and, your, like and how you implement it into your cannabis or pardon me, your fitness regimen? Yeah, so uh, my cannabis consumption is like, um, that's, a, that's a good question. I like to smoke a lot of sativa before I go to the gym. Um, I like to dab a lot and I like a lot of flour. I love blunts. I'm the blunt queen. Um, but I also will like take a fat dab and go to the gym. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, I probably smoke hmm, four to five dabs a day. Okay. And then like maybe a blunt or two. And what's your preferred blunt wrap? Swisher Sweets. Swisher? Original Swisher Sweets, please and thank you. Okay, okay. I see you. The smoke shop had to start stocking up for me. Oh, they just have flavored ones or something? Yeah, they always ran out of the original ones. Now they have to buy extra boxes. Oh, yeah. They yeah. got you. They got me hooked. And so you usually do take it smoke before you work out? I do. Every day. Every time? Every day. Oh, word. Yeah. You feel like it helps you uh, zone in or what? It helps me focus. Um, there have been times where I have really bad social anxiety, um, especially when I first started working out. I felt so uncomfortable at the gym. I was like a deer in the headlights watching everyone around me. I couldn't focus. And so I started smoking and that would calm my anxiety a bit, but it also make me just be like, okay, everyone knows I'm high and you just need to keep to myself. Um, and it just made me like work out twice as hard um, and just kept me kind of motivated. I've been doing this like weird little pre-smoke, pre-workout routine for like five years. I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah. I always like to smoke before working yeah. out. But I'm not on your level in terms we were talking before this popped on that you've been competing. And on your first competition, you got a pro card, yeah, which goes hard. Like, props to you on that shit. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and when I'm competing, my favorite, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. Um, but it's like a little treat for me if I make can of butter or can of, like, coconut oil and I, like, cook my vegetables in it. And it's like making my vegetables a treat um, and also, like, a reward. And it forces me, like... If I don't want to eat them, then I'm like, I have to eat them. It's got weed yeah. on it. Like, don't waste that. 
I like there are that. people who want weed butter and that can't have it. That's the Eat truth. It. That's the truth. I've been doing smoothies a lot are my favorite. Oh, nice. You with put... the coconut oil. Oh. Just like, especially a post-workout, do that with maybe a little mango because of the mercy yeah. and terpene they say enhances the high. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe a little protein in there, but... That's a really good idea. Actually, that. yeah, it's nice. And actually after this, I'm making a video um, doing granola bars. Yum. Doing a coconut oil granola bar. I like that. Simple as hell. But I'm going to need that recipe, please. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll toss it up on the True Buds page, but it's going to be really simple. And, Perfect. But that coconut oil is so versatile. It really is. Like, you can use it for everything. Like, broccoli, you can put it in a pie, you can put it in, like, a granola bar and your smoothie. Like, just a little bit. And you don't have to infuse a lot of, like, cannabis into it. Um, you can really, like, go either direction. You can put a bunch or you can put very little so that it's, like, a minimal amount per teaspoon that's a good point i would like to have on hand two different batches like one lighter one heavier mm-hmm. or i guess with the heavier one you could just do less right i yeah. guess but, yeah but label them yeah yeah i have three <laughs> different ones at my house right now oh really i have a coconut butter that i or not a coconut butter uh a regular butter that i made with a biscotti crumble okay that one's fire i put it in a pie um and then i made a one a coconut oil that's infused with actual flour um, and that was like a specifically like a sativa flower okay, um, yeah. because a lot of times edibles put me to sleep um, and I kind of want to be more uplifted and awake. Um, so I made that for one coconut oil and then another one I used a sativa shatter. Okay. And so, yeah. I How'd that one come out? Really good. Um, so now they're just all chilling in my fridge. But and, I, Oh, sorry. Oh, I infused my entire Thanksgiving dinner with it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> You went hard on that. Green beans, mashed potatoes, and an apple pie. Dang, that's what's up. It was great. And how um, how did that hit you? I was running up and down Santa Monica laughing my ass off. Oh, really? Yeah, so, with my dog for an hour. <laughs> so. No, I've never done like an apple pie or anything like that, but how do you do your infusions? Do you do a crock pot, like slow cook, or do you do on the stove top? I like, there are a couple different ways that I like to use. Um, my favorite way to infuse is with a shatter or a crumble, um, and I'll just decarboxylate it in the oven for, like, it depends on how long, too. Um, sometimes it's a little bit longer than others, but I kind of just wait until I see all the bubbles kind of pop in it, usually 20 to 30 minutes at 200. And then I just infuse it in the coconut oil or in a double boiler. Usually it's the best with butter um, because then it like it doesn't burn Dang, the butter. So, yeah, that makes sense. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I've only done like one um, distillate infusion and okay. using a – have you heard of the dablicator that Jetty makes? Yes, so, I have. I've heard of people doing that. I've heard they've had really good results. I've just never used it. It, it already comes decarboxylated, Yeah, it looks right? cool. Like you could – that's what they say. I didn't try, but you, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be able to just put it on your tongue like a tincture yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I've know? seen them. The uh, – RSO oil is supposed to be like that too. Yeah, and I, I've been wanting to make some of that for a while. I've just been, it just takes a long time. I sh- mm-hmm. just have to start it early and oh yeah, the whole process to make that is pretty. Yeah, I've done it in a crock pot before and it took like eight hours. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's not too bad then. No, it was really strong butter though. Yeah, huh? And like it was just green. Yeah, that's like the last stuff. I, that's why the crock pot's nice. The slow cook, uh, the double broiler is nice, but you got to kind of be there or around yeah. the whole time. Where the crock it's pot like is a fast little, thing. Too. Yeah, it's a little bit faster, but the crock pot pot makes it more flavorful. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easier just in general to mm-hmm. walk away from. But where do you get your uh, shatter and stuff from? 
Um, I get at a bunch of different shops locally. Okay. Um, honestly, I just kind of walk in and see who has shatter. Um, especially, especially like shatter that has a good price. Um, and there's not a lot of places that I've seen that have really good stuff for shatter. I've okay. seen a lot of crumble. I get, I've been getting a lot of like, uh, the connected crumble, um, like biscotti. Um, that one's my favorite. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And how much would, you, what do you consider a good rate on that? When you're, when you're going into the store looking to buy? Um, well, so I like, this is bad, but I've always compared to Iowa prices, um, black market prices. So then I'm like a little jaded because I feel like I was getting better prices when I wasn't buying illegally. Um, but I don't want to, like if I'm baking with it, I don't want to spend more than 30 bucks probably. Yeah. That's the hard thing with edibles. And have you heard of the, um, Turp market? No. Um, a couple people on this podcast have told me about it. I'm yet to check it out, but it's every Thursday. Hmm. Um, in LA here, um, but they have really cheap flour and they have free dabs too. Oh, so I heard of the like the. It's like a swap meat for that's weed, what I was basically. Say. I I've heard of the swap meat. I didn't know if it was a specific day or if it, it was. It might every day. be the same thing we're thinking of, but I still want to check it out. But I've just mm-hmm. heard that like really reasonable. So. Yeah, I've heard it's really cool, but I've also heard do not go at night, do not go alone. Oh yeah, huh? Yes. Those are the two things I've heard. Do not go at night. Do not go okay. alone. Okay. Little little words of wisdom yes, right I, there. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Shit can get real. Maybe it's just because I'm a girl. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure guys don't got to worry about it as much, but you never know. You never know. People be creepy. People be crazy, too. They be shysty. Yeah. I was at the park working out a couple weeks ago. I had a guy cursing me out. Some big, like, homeless dude. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I did to you, bro. (laughs) I I got him. Like, I finished my set and got on my bike. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to, like, get stabbed right now. So I'm out. There's this crazy lady that homeless lady that lives in my neighborhood and she always calls me the n-word and yells at me so i mean like yeah people are crazy the the homeless life is crazy out here yeah there are some wild people yeah just gotta be smart and get a gun pray for maneuver around them yeah send send good vibes their way right now (laughs) but uh also tell me a little bit about um the difference between your accounts the bake betty um i know i you just got a new job you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. And then Nahara um, CBD. Yes. Like, if you don't mind sharing a little insight with us. Well, so my Big Betty page, I started when I was living in Iowa. Um, I had gotten fired a few years ago for posting on my personal page a picture of me smoking a blunt. Really? Um, yeah. Someone from my job at the time found a picture of me from a year before I had worked there. Just took it in my manager, got me fired. What a fired. And then I ended up getting my job back because I could prove, A, my account was private, B, this is this photo is over a year old. You can't punish me for that. And see, I know you all smoke pot. Don't don't mess with yeah. me. Um, and so they they rehired me, and I didn't get in trouble. Um, so then I I just made a, a second account. My mom was never really open to the idea of me using cannabis when I was living in Iowa. Um, so I wanted just an anonymous profile where I could create content um, that's just about smoking and dabbing and the. F- cool glass that I was around and the cool people I was around and it kind of just blossomed from there and then I moved out here and it's it's grown a little bit I've been able to kind of translate my personal page to be more cannabis focused um, than just fitness Um, and so I'm not sure if Big Betty is going to be something that's just more like cool content not so so much of me Um, but then I can keep my personal page just me and fitness and then keep Big Betty just cool different cannabis content kind of things so yeah that's really the difference between the two pages but 
Okay, cool. Yeah, because I noticed on your the main page that you have um, that you do post a fair amount. Okay, that's the first page I found. Then I saw the uh, found the baked Betty app, or clicked on the baked Betty yeah. app. And wh what is uh, what is there a meaning behind the Betty? Um, both my grandmas are named Betty. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I like to bake edibles a lot. It came from Betty Crocker. Um, I like to joke that like if Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg had a love child, it would be me. It's funny, uh, asshole. <laughs> yeah, like I like to bake, but I also like to roll blunts and do hood rat shit with my friends. Like, you know, like it's a balance. I would be there. I want to go craft and build birdhouses and decorate cupcakes, but I also want to go around around and do stupid shit. Like, best of both worlds. Yeah, I would be truly their chi love child. <laughs> Please, Martha, adopt you know, me. It, well, it's funny. You Snoop. It's funny you say that because at that smart weed dispensary, I believe they have a picture of both of them in there. Like really? A, like a neon one. I'm like, oh. why is Martha, Martha Stewart? Does Martha Stewart smoke weed? You know, I have questions. Yeah, I don't know. She I don't and, know anything about her she except she went to jail or something. best friends. Are they really? Yeah, you didn't know? No. Dude, they're like besties. Oh, shit. I didn't. Yeah, they have a I whole show together. I don't know how I didn't together. know that. Like, I'm a Snoop Dogg fan, I guess I'd say, but. They have a show together. Where they like cook things. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, it's just like Snoop Dogg's on potluck. Snoop's oh. been on his hustle so long. Uncle Snoop. Yeah, that guy. He goes hard, man. He was just on an episode of like Hustle and Flow. I don't know if it's just a, recently. I think it. I just saw it recently, and I just adopt me. Yeah, he's uh. I almost went on his um. What the fuck? What's his game show called? Have you ever watched that? What he has a game show. Yeah, he has some game show, and then I had like three. I had like three Skype calls with the producers or the showrunner, whoever it was. I didn't, I didn't book it, but I was like trying to get on this show with Snoop Dogg, and I was just gonna clown and plug True Buds like on the show and try to like or wear like something like. Oh yeah, that yeah, would be a good idea. Yeah, that's the last. That was the no, that's the second game show that I was like submitted to. Then after that, I'm like, I'm kind of done fucking with game shows. Why didn't you do it? Well, I didn't. I didn't get off. I would have done oh. it if I got offered, but because the other one too, like both times, I'm like calling people like you know just like skyping in and doing mm -hmm. this and it's really not that hard or shooting an audition video and then it's like i don't know yeah for nothing guaranteed but that's, that's a that's the beauty though of shooting your own like if you can shoot an audition video or anything like that, that that's so saves so much time from driving back and forth that is true i don't aud audition for anything really i just do my own thing um you do um fitness modeling yes i do well in the past i have done some fitness modeling and such i've done a lot of different types of modeling people keep asking me like what my specialty is and i'm like I don't really have one it's that i'm versatile and i think that's like yeah it's good as a model to be like okay i can do one thing but as a model also shouldn't you be able to do everything or at least more than one thing why would put yourself in a little box yeah that's always the hard part f for me is like trying to find that because it's like if you can't What's more marketable though is the person who is in that little box, probably. Unfortunately, sometimes. And then, sometimes. and then you can, ex or kind of. I sometimes feel, like, I feel like you can like start out like that, and then it, you'll have the skill set, and then expand. I don't know. Yeah, and like when I was doing more fitness modeling, I was kind of on the edge of like I could do more fashion modeling, but I wasn't quite tall enough. But I could do commercial modeling, or and but that would mean I couldn't be as muscular, or I could get really jacked and like push myself just a little bit harder in the gym and be a really true fitness model. It was kind of like in the middle and I just was like, I don't really care enough either way. I'm still booking jobs. I'm still getting things done. So I just, I'm like, I can do everything. I've had people tell me at shoots, I come out in one look and I look like a completely different person than I did in the last look. And so to me as a model, I think that's kind of important that you have a versatile look and you're not always just 
I'm just one type of person. Sure. And so you book your own work then? Do you, yes. You, okay. Mm-hmm. So you reach out to the editors or... Um... Since I've moved here, they've all reached out to me. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm wanting to get in more with an agency to kind of book jobs for me. Nice. And more like negotiate better deals for me. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's cool like how... Like I was saying earlier, you're on your hustle, and you've been out here for how long, you're saying? Five months. Five months, yeah. Yeah. And you're lo- loving it so far. No cold winter right now, huh? Oh, my God. It's like it's been <laughs> snowing at home since October. It's like negative something every winter there. Like, no, thank you. For real. My mom's so excited I'm coming home for Christmas. And, like, I'm excited to go home, but not the snow. Yeah, already that, concerned. That's where I'm going to Kansas for Christmas, too. And I'm like, that's cool, though. I can take a week of cold. And then it just makes me, when I get back here, I'm just like, oh, yeah. You're like, this is fun. This is where it's at, Mm -hmm. for real. Yeah, no. Well, a couple weeks ago, it was really cold here. I'm walking around in my parka, like, embarrassed. I'm like, I'm doing Iowa so dirty. Like, I should not be this cold right now. But you know what? I'm going to go back and be like, yep, nope, I'm going to appreciate the coldness there because it's really not that cold. Yeah, uh, that's the thing out here. It's... Mm -hmm. And what is, in Iowa, what is the game like? I'm sh- I, The weed game, I'm sure it's similar to the Kansas and stuff. Very illegal. Uh, Our governor is, am I allowed to say fuck? Yeah. Okay, she's a fuck face. <laughs> Kim Reynolds, you're a fuck face. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, because, she, because she's an al- had issues with alcoholism, she will not legalize cannabis to any degree in the state of Iowa. She refuses to while she's in office. She has vetoed the bills that have gone into raise the amount of THC and CBD allowed legally in the state of Iowa. Um, they recently, uh, last week, they arrested a soccer mom in Ankeny for opening a your CBD store, selling a legal amount of uh, CBD. CBD is legal nationally, but apparently not in Iowa. Um, they arrested her for her store, and none of her products carried more than 0.3% THC in them. They were all within the legal limit. And they slapped her with huge possession charges. So the weed game is very illegal in Iowa. Um, I like how on top of, I like that you know all that and you're on top of like the area there. Um, I mean, like when I lived out there, no one knew I smoked. I mean, like my friends knew. Um, I think my parents probably had an idea. Like people close to me knew, but like a lot of people didn't know because it's so, it's so stigmatized. It's so illegal there that no one knew. But I also always wanted to be able to defend myself and stand up for what I believed in in that and have an educated argument with someone or conversation, I guess. Um, And then be like, oh, you're not just a stupid stoner. I'm like, no, I know what I'm talking about. I'm very educated um, because I'm very passionate about it. Um, because it's something that needs to change and it's something that's really helped me, um, since I started using it. So. That's really cool. And that's like, it's when you're talking about, you know, how it is still there, it just makes me wonder, like, or just picturing like the Cali vibe right now out there, like how many years down the road that's going to be. Years. Yeah. Years. Well, the funny thing is they just legalized it recreationally in, uh, Illinois, um, literally right next door. And that's like, going to be interesting. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a cash. Like, honestly, it's a cash crop, especially in the Midwest. We're America's breadbasket to start with. But also, like, think of all that farmland that's going to waste for all sorts of other stupid things that aren't really renewable resources. Like hemp and cannabis can be used for so many different things. Why are we using it farmlands for all the soybeans? And then it's it's nuts in the fact that this um all this GMO corn yeah huh 
best corn in the world, Jersey sweet corn. Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey has the best sweet corn. Are you sure? Yeah, uh, Jersey sweet corn. A lot of people don't think of Jersey as rural. Like I grew yeah, up, I was gonna say, I no. grew up on about five acres of land in like a pretty small town. I was gonna say, I think of like the mafia when I think of I Jersey. You think of like Jersey City, yeah, the the hardcore Italians, Jersey Shore, the seaside. <laughs> Fist bump, let's go, huh? huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit's funny. That shit. It's real though. It is. I don't it's know if you've lifestyle. been. You've, have you ever been out there? God no. <laughs> I would love to. Shit, yeah, shit's real. I though. would never come home. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm a guida. Just kidding. Just like hey, I could see rocking it. I'm just like a very tiny like sprinkle of Italian, so I, I don't know if I could pull, off, pull it off completely. Yeah, people think I'm Italian all the time because I kind of have Italian you look the, a little bit with the slick back. Hair. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not Italian. And being from Jersey too, people are like, oh. a little bit of an accent. Yeah, just I did know a lot of Italian people though, who, and a couple of them, and you know, everybody's commuting to the city and shit. But there's always those kids in the Jersey towns where you're like, I don't know. I feel like your parents, or your dad's a mobster for real. Type shit. I feel like that is way more likely than in every community than you people let on. Yeah, there's always mm-hmm. got to be. I feel like there's way more organized illegal crime, white collar crime that goes on in every community than anyone will ever let on. Yeah, I would agree with you too, and uh, anybody will ever find out. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's like the little bit that gets uncovered is probably just the very tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's interesting to think in the weed game, too. That's what I thought with this cushy punch bust a couple while ago. I was like, I bet this cushy punch, I bet there was a lot of other companies. Did you hear about that? How they, oh, yeah. I bet there's a lot of other companies doing the same shit. So then many. They, and then they saw cushy get fucked and like, all right, we got to well, fucking end They want to make an example out of cushy. Yeah. And so everyone, so that everyone else would just like dissipate. The thing before this is, and I, and I still liked cushy. Like their edibles are potent as fuck. Yeah, two would knock me out. Yeah, there's like... They will punch you for real, those edibles. Like, but that's so crazy. And I've been talking to them about them a fair amount on this podcast. Yeah. But it's like they were the number one edible uh, product on the market in California. That okay? I didn't know they were actually the top spot there. I believe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they they did such a good job brand building. They had a potent edibles. You know, it just shows you though. You but I mean, basically, they were competing with themselves by putting it in the black market, and then they f- screw themselves over that way. Yeah, they were just trying to get a quick. You got to wonder whose idea it was and if even, I don't know. I need to read more into it. I haven't, I did a video when it first mm-hmm. happened like a month ago or whatever, but uh, maybe, oh. it's maybe longer now. But. I was really interested by that. I'm very interested by the compliance things just because like, I like rules to some degree, but I also like to break rules a lot. And so I'm just very, I, feel you. <laughs> I guess those kinds of like compliancey things are very interesting to me. They are. And it's like right now it's such a weird time for it the everything's whole... so gray it's literally 50 shades of gray with less kinkiness and more cannabis <laughs> i like that because it's the truth it is yeah it's a weird place that everybody has to operate in right now and we're all out here with our little whips like what do we do yeah like what's going on like i mean i know everybody but that's where that's the market's weird it's weird yeah and i've been getting better shit that's not from dispensaries for a better price point you know than like flower wise Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'll get, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got this fucking uh, purple nemesis the other day. Like, Ooh. I haven't had some straight purple nugs in a while. Purple nugs are my, like, favorite, favorite Okay, thing. yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up with this guy. Yeah, the pur- purple nemesis, and then I got a little yeah. uh, sour lemon something. Mm-hmm. So I, just got, I got a quarter of each for a total. I got a half, so I got a quarter of each for 85 total for the half. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 
So it's like when you can get flour that's really good at that price point, it's hard to be, go, I'll go buy an eighth in a fucking dispensary and spend 65 bucks or some shit. All right. You want to know what I miss most about home? My weed man. Yeah. I miss the weed man. For real. Like, huh? I don't, I like going to the dispensary st- and stuff here, but like, I loved my weed man back home. Like, he's the fucking homie. Yeah. You got to kick it, chop it up for a little we bit. We literally hung out every, like every time you go pick up weed, we always smoke a blunt. Like half the time he's like, you want to stay for Domino's? Like. Yes, man. I always want to stay for Domino's. He has the best snacks. Like, he always had the best nugs. Yeah, that's funny. Always hooked it up. And I'm like, you don't get that same experience at the dispensary. He's like, some kind of, but like, well, that, it's not the same. That's interesting. And you almost gave me like an interesting, funny idea. One of you, like, that was a, that was like the model for some type of dispensary. The weed like, man. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was just called like the weed man. It's just a really small shop with like one or two dudes. And we sit and we do a full consultation. We yeah. smoke a blunt together. Yeah, you have to like book out your set. You have to like go online and do like a 10 a minute session? session at a time. So yeah. you go in like and he walks and he's really we educated. Just, we watch Netflix for a while. Uh, yeah, you can book out longer <laughs> sessions. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, no, that's like the thing I miss the most. I was like, I always love to sit and chill with people like smoking is very social for me. And since I've moved out here, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't know a lot of people. And sometimes I get sick of smoking with myself. Like, I love me. I am I think I'm great. But also, it gets lonely. Yeah, it can and get so, lonely. Like, yeah, and that, I always loved going to smoking with the weed man because we always had great conversations. I always learned something funny and new and he, heard. He has the best stories. I've had the same weed man for, like, five or six years. Okay. So, like, there's, like, a real friendship yeah, there. Yeah. Like. He was this other than my family. Like he was one of my saddest friends to leave in Iowa. Like, so he's gonna be happy to come back and uh, roast one with you over Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. I that, hope. Well, it's good that you still have that uh, connect but, when you roll right back. Like, yo, bro. Bro. P.S. I brought my own weed back, but you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> What's good? He's gonna be like, "What did you bring me?" And I'm like, "I got you, bro." So yeah, and those are the price points out there. Is it sixteen eighth so, out there? Depending on who you buy your weed from, but I mean, like, like in general, or like what do they do half ace out there? I mean, depending on who you ask, okay, because they did that shit in Kansas, and I was people would be like, Can I get a half bag? And it's like, Fuck you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, like, no, not so much. Yeah, that was big in Kansas where I moved to, where half eights were a huge thing. I mean, like, if you're I'm like, Like, Just get it, I'll give you a gram or an eighth, yeah, I'll give you a gram, I'll give you two grams, even like. But like a half bag, that's yeah, a stupid amount. No, thank you. I've like, just been bringing it up lately to see everybody's been on the same page. Yeah, so <laughs> a half bag is a week. Like, okay, if you're at a dispensary though now, I get it. That I'm like, yes, I want a half bag. I don't want a whole eighth of half the shit in the dispensary. Like, I want to try it before I spend 75 fucking dollars on it. Yeah, that's the thing with the flower there. And it's honestly, I guess I've been buying mostly outdoor grown shit, like Humboldt mm-hmm. Farms I'm flour, to. which is still good. And I do like mm-hmm. the fact that it is outdoor, even mm-hmm. though I've smoked indoor my whole life growing up. But um, it's still really good, even though it's mm-hmm. outdoor. Pretty reasonable. I've noticed that I like to smoke outdoor be- when I'm smoking blunts just because I can just continue to smoke like all day. And I don't feel as guilty. It's not too, it's not as, doesn't hit as hard. Yeah, that. And it's like, I don't feel as guilty. Like, like, oh, I'm just blowing like a whole like $75 eighth on a blunt like or two blunts you know like outdoors a lot less expensive so you're like okay i can just roll this up all day and i don't really feel as guilty about it i feel you that's where like the old pal a couple of the delivery services so yeah, old, old pal's pal. nice and it's like it is what it is it's some decent it's, it's some de- bad. it's some like 
decent nug, but for blunts, it's solid or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean, like, for tr- like, I don't need to smoke, like, a bajillion percent THC, t- like, strains all day, every day. Like, yeah, I like that higher percent stuff sometimes, but, like, I feel like I don't need to smoke 29%, like, to get high all the time. Like, sure. I feel like that says something about your tolerance and, like, your variety of what you're smoking, too. Like, I don't know. I like... I like variety in what I'm smoking. I don't need to be, like, violently high all day. Yeah, like with the oil you were saying earlier, yeah. too. Yeah. Dabs for me hit different. Like, smoking flower, I can get a little bit hazy. I was about to say, uh, they're more crisp for you, clear. Like yeah, dab. dabs are more, like, focused. Like, especially, like, if I'm smoking a sativa, I'm like, whoo, I'm on it. We are ready to go. <laughs> I love that energy. I'm the same way with Stuva. Like, I'm that person that's like dancing, doing a little booty work, like twerks <laughs> in between my workouts at the gym. Like, you know, I've had too much sativa and caffeine. <laughs> like, I like to hit the sativa caffeine sweet spot, is what I call it, where I've had like a cup of tea, some amino energy, a sativa edible, and maybe a sativa blunt or a dab. I'm right with you. I feel ooh. you. And that amino energy that we were talking earlier, that's the shit. That is, ooh, purple drink. And for like, and for an energy drink, it's probably one of the healthier options. Yeah, and it to me, it doesn't taste super, like, chemically, like, fake and processed. Like, it tastes like purple Kool-Aid. Yeah, like, not... the grape one's the only one I've really liked. The sour apple one was, like... Yeah, I was telling you about the mojito one. I don't know if I mentioned, I've got it once, too. A black iced tea. Ooh, how or was sweet that? tea. Was that good? It was really good. I actually randomly saw it on Amazon, so I ordered it. Because I was like, I've never seen this shit in the store. I'm mm. going to buy the tea one. And it was literally like drinking a sweet tea. So if you like like a Arizona iced tea I or some shit like that, tea. you'll like it. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, I like my I'm basically oh, yeah, like, like my hot yeah, tea to you crunch. Would love it. Yeah, you would love that. Sweet tea, like, oh, I was born in the wrong area. Like I should have been born in the South. <laughs> How much I love sweet tea. Yeah, you like that comfort food too. You like the grits and the... I do fried. like grits. Yeah, well, what's, you your, have to cover what's your diet like? What do you like to eat typically? So since I've moved out here, it's been a really healthy diet of Shake Shack. Um, super nutritious. No. Um, I mean, like, it's really been fluctuating. I think I'm going to start competing again, so it's going to be a lot cleaner and a lot healthier, um, a lot more balanced. Lately, with my job schedule, it had been kind of, like, all over the place. I was eating, like, twice a day, maybe. I have, like, a quesadilla and, like, a burger and, like, fries. So you're blessed with the solid metabolism. Yeah, I'm blessed with the solid metabolism, but I walk everywhere lately. Like, when I was living in Iowa, you can't, like, you can walk places, but... It's not like, oh, I can just walk down the street and go, like, do whatever, go about my day. Like, you're like, okay, I'm going to go for, like, a nice evening walk with my dog. Like, it it just wasn't practical unless, like, you're living in the dorms on campus and I'm out of college, obviously. So, um, here, I can walk everywhere. So, I do. I take my dog everywhere. He's registered as an emotional support animal. Um, so, we, we walk everywhere. And so, I mean, like, I haven't needed to do a lot of extra cardio and because I'm not eating as much. You're, so yeah, how many besides those walks? Um, how many days a week? And if you had to say, would you train in off season if you're not gonna be competing? Three to four. Three to four. But then yeah, we my dog and I hike a lot. Um, we go for a lot of walks. So yeah, we hike Runyon a lot. Runyon. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still. I don't think I've hiked Runyon yet. That's fun. You should come with us sometime. Word. Yeah, I'll check it we out. Have a lovely time. Take the Puffco. Woo. You know, I still haven't fucked with the Puffco yet. I have one in my bag. Oh yeah. I brought it. I, I was not sure. Oh, I w- You know, I've, I wish we could blaze up in here. I know. I was like... One day I'm just going to pull out a blunt and light it, and Nolan's going to be like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You guys can date. <laughs> 
The Puffco's basically a giant vape. I'll have to bring in a vape sometime. Yeah, yeah, you totally can. But yeah. I did uh, not bring a vape. Are, are they smooth? It's so smooth. It's so great. My smoothest bong hit, the first one I ever remember, was through a roar back in the day. Ooh, when I first got introduced, I'm like, this thing is so smooth. I'm a big fan of the Bloomful Azies. I don't know what it is about them. They're just so pretty to me. Yeah, just like intricate. Mm-hmm. They've got some intricate perks. Um, when I was younger, I had one that had like a little teacup handle on it. And so I could just like hook it and it looked like a little genie lamp. It was my favorite piece I've ever had. I wish I could get another one. I cracked it. I was about to say, how did it go out? I cra- I got dumped one day and I was like trying to clean it and then it cracked. And I like, that's what, like, that was the straw that I broke the camel's yeah, I, back. I to- lost my <laughs> shit. I was like, boom, I could care less about the dude, but like, <laughs> so yeah. When it rains, it pours, right? Yeah. I ended up getting some other little piece. I don't, I don't even remember what I got to replace it. Yeah, you have those. I have a couple memorable ones in my mind, and they're ingrained. Like you, mm-hmm. like you can picture. Like I can, right now, I can just picture these three that I'm thinking about, like perfectly. Oh yeah. You become Same. connected. Oh yeah, so connected to them. I love, I love glass. I used to make glass art when I was in college. Oh damn. Um, I never did glass blowing, but I, I tried. I burnt myself really bad, and so I was that like, no, this is not for me. Um, so it's made me like have a greater appreciation for glass. And then a lot of my friends in college were like heady glass collectors. And it, that stuff is really cool. They had huge, crazy glass collections. I love seeing that. It's it's so cool to see. So much money, though. for like oh That was my thing is I always prefer buying product like flour, edibles over. Right. But at the same time. At one day, I'm going to be a rich bitch and I'm going to have a case full of beautiful glass that I don't even use. <laughs> just have it there perfectly ready it's just so ready it. and it's in a class and it, like this beautiful like china case like that most people have like their dishes and weird little figurines and stuff and i'm gonna just have beautiful glass pieces yeah break them out every now and yeah, then when you have guests over yeah yeah like tonight we're smoking the gun <gasps> there's this gun pipe that i've seen one like that <gasps> it looks like a little perfect it's handgun. like a little pistol yes. and then the the bowl is like where the hammer, the, the yep. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Was... There's this one piece at a head shop back uh, in Iowa that's this beautiful Native American, and it's so in- intricate, and it's got the little dots all over her. She's so beautiful, and that's the piece that I've been like, one day he will be mine. Is it like wooden, like, no, with like feathers hanging off? No, it's fully glass. Okay. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I was picturing like a wooden old school, like peace pipe with, I've wanted to get no. one like that, like a long wooden Peace pipe with oh, feathers. Beautiful. No, but no, it's a woman. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's it's really pretty. I would never smoke that one. It's just like a very beautiful piece. So yeah, it's be a nice mm-hmm. little decoration piece. Yeah. Little art. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I need to get in more glass stores around here. I've only gone a couple in my neighborhood in K Town, but Oh yeah. I drive around, I see so many, which kinda of blows my mind. I wonder how long a lot of them are gonna be around. You know, they sell everything and everything there's so cheap. Like for them, and they mark it up so much. Like, almost everything wholesale for them is really, really cheap. It's all smoke shop. It all sells itself. Half of it doesn't, like, it doesn't have a shelf life. That's true. You set it there. You can set it there. Because you have the overhead, but yeah, it's like, there's this smoke shop, right, in K-Town. I used to go to this dispensary every now and mm-hmm. then. They must have been illegal, because I've heard there's a bunch of, and they got shut down. Oh, yeah. Or I went to go there, like, four months ago, and it was gone. I'm like, oh, okay. 
because mm. it's one of those ones you go in and all the products look old. Like mm. the edibles look like companies I've never really heard of. Or like I've see, haven't seen in a long time in other places. I'm kind of like, like, I have questions. I'm like, oh. So I just bought, they had really cheap flowers while I went there. Oh, like okay. below of like, and their taxes out. They were get they had some fucking loophole there. But uh, that's why I went back. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is pretty reasonable, but all their shit. Oh, you weird. go in some places and it's a little, a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I think like with the, like the smoke shops and stuff, like, all this stuff's from China. It's super cheap. Yeah, it's all just unless they have like they have a handful of like nice glass. That's where their money is, but the rest is like super cheap wholesale stuff. Yeah, it's sh- you know, shitty glass, shitty grinders. It's know. all from China. That's what's crazy too with this whole vape shit going on. All this shit, you can go on these DHgate, um, Alibaba, Alibaba, these wholesalers, and you can buy some crazy shit. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't looked at, like, clothing or, like, fake. I'm sure I could go buy, like, fake. You can buy the bags. You can like buy they the, do like, it, like, power, the Powers Up bags that yeah, Cookies has. Yeah, you can buy all types of shit, which is crazy. It's wild that you can, like, counterfeit that stuff. That was my favorite place when uh, I'd visit, when I'd go to New York was Canal Street. Mm. Where they're hustling all the fake Oakleys and Ray-Bans and, Ooh. you know, like the fake Gucci bags and shit. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never yeah. been there. Oh, you should, when you go to New York, check it out. Because that was always, hmm. I always just like, you, you get the people in the corner like, hey, you, you, you trying to get a product? You, you want a Prada bag or something? Like it's $30. Yeah, they're like, here. And then I'll take, then they'll take you into the corner. But my thing, I'd always buy fake Oakleys and fake Ray-Bans. Oh, yeah, that's like the perfect thing to buy. Like, why would you spend $200 on sunglasses? I'd buy four or five pairs for like 60 bucks. Every time I've bought the nice ones. Still have ones. them in my car. Oh, yeah. they la- Every time you buy nice ones, they get ruined immediately. The cheap ones last forever. It's funny how that works, isn't it? So true. Mm-hmm. Every time I bought a pair of Ray-Bans, lost in the bottom of a lake, squished, sat on, run over, fall off the hood of my car. I don't know. The $10 Target ones I've had have been through hell and back. Yeah. The, they go hot. Target's got some good shit, actually. Mm-hmm. I went. I haven't been there in a while, but anyway. I avoid it. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't, since Amazon has been around, I barely go out to Target or Walmart anymore. I'm not allowed to go unattended to most stores. Oh, yeah? I get Things too, get a little crazy? I Like grocery stores and like shopping stores, I get too stoned and I'm like, I want everything. Oh, yeah, huh? That's why you got to go with the full stomach. Yeah. But like shopping, I'm like, yes, I just got to buy it all. Yeah. And I should not. And I don't. I've gotten better about my retail therapy needs. Yeah? But well, yeah, you used to just go ball out? Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I don't go out shopping much. I guess I don't. I need to go out, get more clothes and shit. But there's something about it that I don't really. See, I've worked in retail for probably my entire life, 10 years or so. And so, like, there's something like being on the other end of the retail experience for me that is like so satisfactory and like so satisfying. And um, but also it's like it's a human connection thing, too, because like. Otherwise, I won't leave my house. Like, I could be totally content with not leaving my house, but there are other times where I'm like, I need human connection. Like, I guess we're going to the mall. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. Like, it, like you were saying earlier, it can get mm-hmm. lonely, especially out here in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people, so many awesome creatives, but um, everybody's on their own hustle Everyone's so much. Everyone's hustling, and like, sometimes you want to hang out with people and not be like hustling and working on stuff together. Like, like yo, I just want to chill. Like, yeah, just have that group of friends that are just friends that aren't. Yeah, or just like, yeah, just like go out and do fun things. It's hard sometimes to like turn that switch on and off though. Do you drink at all? Um, not really. Um, That's a good thing. 
Yeah, I go through <laughs> phases where I drink, but like since I've moved out here, I've actually I can count the number of times I've drank, and it's twice. Well, especially with your fitness grind, that's. I it makes me like blow up, and then I get weird like anxiety from drinking. I get really bad anxiety the day after I drink, so I just don't. Yeah, the day after if the day after wasn't there, I would mm-hmm. drink a lot more. But it's yeah, just that fucking hangover. And yeah, it's it just makes you, or me too, I feel you because at the day after, I just feel like kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I know like, I, know I could have done do? better. Yeah. Or like, because when you're sober, you're so in control and you don't say the things that you're thinking. But when I'm drunk, like I might say the things that I've been thinking for a long time or feeling or whatever. And then like they spew out and maybe they come off in a way that I didn't intend or a completely different way or they come out angry and maybe not necessarily the right way whereas when you're sober and you have the control over saying those things or choosing whether or not to say those things like it's presented usually a little bit better than when you're drinking but sometimes it's like yeah i I don't like not having control and then not being able to always remember all the that's what i was about to say is the the remembering part too is like you might wake up or me uh, i might wake up and be like oh shit like i remember saying some shit to this person but like I don't remember if I was being a dick, but I'm going to see him like tomorrow when I'm sober. This might be a little awkward. Yeah. And like, I feel like sober me and drunk me is a little bit different. Like drunk me, a lot of fun. I think drunk me is a lot of fun for the most part. A little (laughs) bit wild and like does things that like sober me wishes I could. Like I like me like if I've had one or two shots, it's like the sweet spot. Then you can like carry on and things get weird and wild and like, yeah, and so, like, if I could live my life in that st- stage of, like, one shot deep, we're in this, like, that confidence, yes, I would drink more. But, like, it always gets too, like, it's a landslide. Yeah, it does, and it, and it can go quick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it does It does add that little, it is nice, you know, in social situations, it's nice to have some. And, like, mm-hmm. like I, I still like drinking. I don't drink that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, it's just so. That's why smoking's awesome. Yeah, like you don't I would have much none of this smoke. shit. For me, if anything happens when I'm smoking, that would be a bad side effect. Would be me just not talking as much. Yeah, I either get really quiet or like hungry for a bad side effect. <laughs> like, yeah, or just go to sleep. Yeah, just really. But like, I've never been like in a situation where I like don't remember anything like of the night before when I've been smoking, like. You, you know, know that's where drinking is can be fucking scary if you go if and no one can roof well i guess people can roof your weed people can lace it with other things but that's why you bring your own things to smoke have you ever had that happen to you or anybody you know um been laced with something yeah i mean can we count a spliff <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that felt assaulted i felt yeah. personally attacked when someone handed me a spliff and i thought it was a real joint yeah i don't i don't fuck with spliffs <laughs> I do have, yeah. I want to like them. I just don't. Nicotine makes me so dizzy. It just, for me, it's also a flavor thing. And it's also the fact that I have to hold in tobacco smoke like that. I guess you are with the blunt, but it's different. It's so much better. Like, it just, I have a couple boys who do it. I actually have a sponsor for some videos and a couple Mm -hmm. podcasts, but I say straight up, like, it's just like a natural herb, really. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, I don't use this, but it's an option. I've had people tell me that they've smoked other herbs with their cannabis, and that I can get behind. But I just don't, me personally, the nicotine in the paper, like from a blunt, that's enough for me. But anything more, like I get really dizzy and lightheaded. Like I can't hit a, my, I hit my brother's jewel last year. I thought I was going to die. Those things hit hard. I was, he had I took to carry me to my room. I oh. puked. Oh, shit. I'm embarrassed. He's like, I hit it once and he was like, 
pussy. And I was like, he's like, you smoke weed. Can't you hit it harder than that? So I hit it, and I was like, done. No, those things hit, like, I thought it was going to be, like, even weed. Like, weed vapes typically hit hard. But then the jewel, I took, like, a regular one like I would out of, like, a G-Pen or something. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like, was like, Ooh. I thought I was about to cough up a lung. I was like, damn, I didn't think that shit would hit so hard. You can't do them. I don't like vapes, though, either. You they know, make me cough. Yeah, so they do, they hit different, they, I feel like some of them have, because they, they enhance them with certain terpenes and shit, make me sneeze and shit. Mm, I feel like it's a thicker vapor, and I feel like, this is weird, but I always visualize it, like, becoming out of its vapor form into, like, a weird sticky liquid form into my lungs, and that's why you hack. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I'm like, and also I always think of it as, like, a restroom hand dryer, like the air dryers, like, they get the job done, but you don't completely get high. Well, I like that comparison because I agree. And I, I do like vapes. They're really convenient. But They're like, convenient. but it's not going to be the same as anything else. It's like a weird head high. Yeah, it's a weird little. But it, yeah, it's like I, and I've talked to, to a bunch of people about this and they're on the same page for the most part. It's like you could take one or two hits of flour, especially a dab, and it's going to be like taking so many pulls of a vape typically well and then like next thing you like you've hit your vape like four times and you're like i got nothing you hit it a couple more and you're like holy sh- what, yeah, what the hell just happened that shit creeps up on you and yeah and you're like but this isn't your normal high you're like i can't function i need to lay down so you usually so you don't really fuck with vapes at all not really no i feel you but i mean like i like the packs a lot yeah, they're Those are nice. i don't yeah. even own one but i like it um what other? Uh, that's the only vape I've liked so far. Yeah, I've bought most of them just to try them out. I've mm-hmm. done some reviews, but I've like, so the Pax is solid. I also like the Stizzy. I it's didn't like, Pax like it. Oh, you didn't? No, I mean, it's cute. I will give it that. <laughs> but like, I just didn't like how it f- tasted and I didn't like, I think it was just the flavor I got. I don't know. And then it got confiscated. So I'm just, don't take your vapes to Universal. Oh, is that where I have? Mm-hmm. Do not take your vape to Universal Studios. They will confiscate okay, it. Good to know. Fucking! I went to some bar that uh, w- there was like a networking event for um, e-commerce. Fuck what, the whiskey and go-go. They had some event oh, really? there. Yeah, so I go in and they, they fucking they pat me down. And they find my vape pen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I shouldn't have said it, it was weed. That that was my fault. Like, oh. is this weed? And I was just being like, I was high. I was just like, yeah, I should have said no. Oh yeah. But then I went out like, okay, go put it back in your car. I took an Uber there. So then I just hit it in the bushes. Somebody oh. must have seen me hiding it and swooped it. But it was like a full heavy Weird. hitter's cartridge. Oh like, damn. So I dropped like 40, 50 bucks on that. And I was like, oh. that sucks. You win some and lose some. Yeah, I took like a backpack full of vapes to Universal because I'm, I'm sorry, mom, I was there with you and didn't smoke all day before. And so I'm like, okay, I've got four vapes. We're good to go like in the bathroom. <laughs> And, like, we get there, and she's like, why do you have so many vapes? And I'm like, mm, no reason. This is just a stash backpack. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, ma'am, are these all weed? And I'm like, yeah. And, I mean, they would have confiscated them if they weren't weed, though, too. They said you can't vape in the park. And I'm like, okay, you can't just trust that I'm not going to vape here? Like, I'm a respectful person. I did sneak one into my tennis skirt. We oh, were fine. Nice, nice. But they took, they took all my little pods. They let me keep the batteries. Shit. Yeah, that's a bad vape experience. It's a bad vape experience. So, like, can't find my blunt. <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, you can keep that shit in small places. I always oh. have little stash boxes. Yeah. Where? Pat case. Where? I have this little pat case. Pat case. Yeah, P-A-Q-C-A-S-E. Pat case. They have a couple different <laughs> sizes. And on the bottom, they have, like, a little roach coach. So you can put your roaches in there. They're oh, perfect. Shit. Um, But, like... The box I have has like four or five spots for blunts or joints. And 
it's smell proof and it's like very discreet. Interesting. Um, it's kind of hard to open if you have nails, um, but it's it's really discreet and no one's really messed with that when I've taken it places. Well, the smell proof part is clutch because the only way I've been able to do it is like using a full out mason jar for the most part. Um, it's not a bad idea for like pre rolls. Just for just, just any for... smell in general, like because oh, really? I feel like every other container you can smell it, it comes through. But I was yeah, it's um the restash jars, but those that's a mason jar basically, so. Yeah, mason jars, I used to just go buy the 12-pack from the store and just keep it around because mason Smart. jars are just solid and cheap. And Yeah, but, I mean, like, you can't, like, let me just casually stick that oh, in yeah, my yeah, pants. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. I mean, like, I've stuck a burrito in my pants to, like, get it in a place somewhere, <laughs> but, like, I think a mason jar is even more obvious. Yeah, I'll do, like, if I'm bringing something somewhere, I'll just buy one. Like, it doesn't matter. Those it smells tubes? just little tubes. Yeah. Okay, so this is the weird, the weird thing that I've been doing. Since I moved here, I've kept, like, a big Tupper, like, tub, um tubby whatever you want to call it and i've just put all of my glass jars all every single product and anything a cannabis product has come in has gone into that tub and it is at the point i've been here for five months which really in the whole scheme of things not that long this tub is freaking overflowing and it's like there's so much waste in this industry I started doing the same thing. I and gave up. I was my bin got full, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, my excuse was I'm gonna use them for a video, but I never uh, did. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to take like a photo of everything, be like at six months, be like, this is a lot of waste in six months. Like, how do you repurpose this? How do we recycle it? Like, you know how Lush or Mac do these programs, like makeup companies, where like you bring back five empty tubs of makeup or lipstick or whatever, and we'll give you a free lipstick or we'll give you a free like face mask, and it's like. Why aren't dispensaries or cannabis companies doing some sort of like incentive like that? Because you can reuse these jars. They can be recycled, which is it's kind of mind boggling. I feel you. No, and I was wondering the same thing. Like it's, if you're going to keep using all these glass jars and all this crazy weird plastic, like why not make it recyclable in a way like that we can actually reuse it? Like not just taking it to the recycling center of California. Yeah, have some and make it easy. Yeah. Like an easy way to... They have some drop-off or something. Yeah. Like a, like a mailbox thing. Like you, you just throw it in. Some dispensaries have the Dom Pen boxes where you can take old Dom Pens or old just vapes and recycle the batteries because they have lithium in them. Yeah, those. that's what's been weird to me too and seems super wasteful is the disposable vapes. Oh, they're so wasteful. It's like you're spending 30 bucks, say, on a half gram in a thing that's just going 30 to <laughs> upwards of 30. And, and it's, yeah, it's like... I don't know. I've I've bought a couple just to fuck with them and see what they're about. Yeah. Like the Fuego is pretty solid because they put. Um, but besides that, it's like it's just weird. I've. It's a lot of money, just to be throwing it away eventually. It makes me feel like it, it makes me think of AirPods because I've heard a lot of people say like I don't have a pair, but I've heard a lot of people say like after a while they they sh- kind of short out and you can't really fix them. You just have to replace them, and then they just go to the landfill and the lithium battery just kind of like. Never really decomposes. It's just there. It's just there. And it's there. like and two on the disposable battery yeah. acid and stuff. And yeah, because there's still, if you if I I've never, I haven't thought about this, but with the disposables, you're still gonna have battery life typically in all of them because mm-hmm. the company's gonna make it so it has yeah, probably extra so you battery. Yeah, like weird little battery that's like got no go go juice in it. Hmm. You know what's weird too is I'll leave a cartridge around for a little while, like to mm-hmm. a Pax or a G Pen or Stizzy or something, and then I'll just like come by like months maybe later and stick it in and you can usually get like one big pull because all the oils kind of rested out down. of desperation yeah. just to see i'm like mm-hmm. always curious to see 
but I've I've gone way back on doing as many reviews. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I used to do like a review a week of shit. But they're oh, all nice. pr- they're all pretty much like. They're very similar. Now. Everything's really similar. It's like you got to be pretty shitty to not, you know. But there there still are fucking people out there making shitty products that are still all around. True, shitty markets have a their shitty products still have a market. Some people. Yeah, but people that don't know are people. Mostly people that don't know, probably, but people with different tolerances too think it's. Yeah, well, I guess everyone's idea of sh- shitty is uh, different and subjective. That's very true, and everybody's got their own tolerance for mm-hmm. sure. And their own preference. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there's so much, mm-hmm. so much out here. Yeah, because like you can tell someone this is the best thing, and they'll be like, "But I like this one. This one's like," and you're like, "What?" Like, I don't want to like bash any brands or anything, but like, I have specific like vape examples. Like, you can be like, "Yeah, this one's like just a kind of a distillate, and this one's a live resin. Like, this one's clearly the better one. It's gonna taste better. It's gonna be terpy. Like, this one's gonna be fire, and it, the percent is so much higher. Like, even like very like much so that you would notice a difference. Normally, I'm like, don't look at the THC percentage, but like in a cartridge, like. Yes, you can tell the difference in those two when it's 20% different. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing there. This one's clearly the better one. And they're like, nope, I like this shitty yeah, one. They know what they want. All it, right. That goes. Do you, boo-boo. That's throughout everywhere, I feel like. Because um, throughout my time bartending, um, you know, you meet people and you want to, you get your 60, 70-year-old man, let's just say 60-year-old guy in there who's been drinking doors for 40 years. Doors, doors, scotch. Oh yeah, just like some shitty scotch. Yeah, and then and then I might well be, scotch. I, I kind of yeah. If, if people drinking that, exactly well scotch. And if they somebody asks for something like that, I stop trying to like, you know, upsell them. Yeah, because most of the, I'll be like, oh, we just got this one in when I first started out in the bartending. Yeah, game. you know what you like. And then they're like, no, like give me my doors and a fucking coke. I'm not fucking with anything else. Oh well, and that's hard in like bud tending. Because people will be like, especially like the old school smokers, they come in looking for these old school strains. No one wants to grow that anymore. Everyone's like, we can grow openly. We can experiment. We can try new things. We can breed new plants. We can do all these cool things. And so like all these old school stoners are like, I'm looking for like old school like GDP or like just a oh, just a plain old OG Kush. And like a lot of it has been like crossbred and like it's not a true like a true strain anymore. And they're like, we've got all these different hybrids. We've got like 15 different OGs. One might actually be a sativa, one's actually an indica, and then, like, these people are all so confused, and you're, like, trying to upsell them or trying to just figure out what they want or find what they like, and then they're overwhelmed and confused and angry. So that's a huge problem with... That's not a huge problem. So, it's just so, an issue. So you... Bud tender, did you... you I did bud tender, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you've actually had people get mad at you. Yes. Older smokers, yeah, get really frustrated and flustered because they're, like... But where are the old school strains? Like, I'm looking for, like, some of them were weird strains I've never heard of. And some of them were just, like, older strains. And it's just like, dude, people are excited to grow new exotic strains right and, now. And they were just looking for their particular strain. Yeah, they, they, they weren't looking for a particular THC amount? or No, they're like, I want Gorilla Glue. I want, like, Oh, and you're just like, yo, we don't have it. Yeah, I want Blue Dream. Like, I'm sorry, our store caters towards more exotic strains. Like, we don't have it. Like... Well, in a lot of the stores I've noticed, too, like, they do cater to more exotic strains. Because like, that's where the money is. I mean, most of the people infusing these dispensaries with cash are probably, uh, I mean, probably 18 to 34 or some shit. I don't know the demographic. Yeah, and they want but something like, different and exciting and new that tastes good, that smells good. Like, you get the old school smokers that are like, I just want, like, a haze. And you're like, bro, like, we've got 14 that are, like, a cross of a haze. Like... But it's not anything that's a true haze or whatever, you know? 
I just, to me, the fact that people get mad, like bartending, I get pissed off people all the time. And I was making a joke about this in another podcast, like, like how can you be mad in like a dispensary, really, at, at somebody? Like maybe you yeah. waited in line. Okay, get over it. You, you know, have but not if, medicated if, enough. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's trying to help you find your weed, like chill out. Yeah, for real. It's it's very odd. Yeah. Pe- well, that's just people in general, I think. Yeah, but it's pe- retail. Some, yeah, yeah. Re- some people just want that uh, argument. I don't know if it's attention. I don't know if they're just argumentative people or they want. There's usually something else going on at a deeper level that they just want to take it out on someone else. Yeah. And you are usually in the shooting range. Yep. And I think, and the funny thing is, I think most people realize that, but mm-hmm. the people doing it, mm-hmm. maybe they realize it's it too. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to take it personally. Yeah. You can- it's not me. It's them. They don't know me. They can't be mad at me. Like, it, I don't stock the store. I'm not the buyer. Like, yeah. I don't make these decisions. I'm just here slinging the weed. Yeah. That's when I just always put on an overly big uh-huh. grin and be like, What yeah, else can I yeah, show yeah. you? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's very uh-huh. interesting how customers can be sometimes. Did And how did that work for you? Did you get... Because I've, I've gone to some dispensaries. This is back when it was medicinal, but they would take the little extra nugs and put them in jars so when they're weighing a, it. So I was at, I did work at a trap shop when I first moved out here, and we did weigh everything out. It was I liked that. It was kind of cool. It was, like It made me feel like I was a pharmacist. I liked that. I liked that vibe, too. Yeah. And like, oh, no, it was fun because we would get like new product, and it would be like a fat-ass bag of weed. And like, coming from my way, you don't see that very often. So we're like, yes, it's new weed day. And we're like over here putting like the whole bag in like – a big old like mixing like mixing bowl kind of thing to weigh it all out and put it in these jars and it's just like you get to hold it you like you see these big nugs and you're like wow this is so different and then like you go to the store and like a, a re- uh, like a legal shop and you see it in the little jars and you're like that's not as exciting like I don't yeah. even get to pick out my nugs yeah because they so, those, some places will give you a jar to smell but you don't know if it's the same shit really because they don't open the jar that you're going to buy I think. I don't know. They should. They should be they labeled. They should. Oh, okay. They should be labeled. And how, so did you get tipped out? Did you get tips in weed? Like, yeah. So what were the perks, I guess? All the shops I've worked at, I've gotten tipped. Um, the last shop I worked at, because it was a, a little bit smaller shop, we had a smaller staff there. We got tipped a lot better. That was really nice. We had some really great reps there that gave us samples. Um, we had a lot of product demos. That was really nice. Um, it helped us like be able to sell the product a lot better. And it it helped for me. Like I like when reps want to give us product to sample because it means that they believe in the product enough to give it to us to try it and to be able to speak about it. Um, and so that was like a big perk, just being able to like sample some of the things we got or try some of the exclusive stuff before we got it in or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean like I worked at, um, yeah, I've worked at a couple different dispensaries, different, different perks at each one. Word. For sure. Um, what, what would you say, um, as we're wrapping up here, what would you say to somebody who wants to get in the game, either in, you know, the dispensary game or like the cannabis and fitness space or kind of what's been your journey or something, maybe Ooh. a takeaway? I'm dropping hard questions on you here at the that, end. That's a hard question. Um, be yourself because there's room for everyone. Um, that's something I worried about a lot, like coming out here. I'm like, oh, my God, all these girls are going to be just like me. I'm going to have to compete for my spot. And I, I realized... There's room for everyone. We're all different. And there's room for all of us to grow and work together, not compete with each other. Um, and it's not just girls either. Like, there's there's room to grow and collaborate with everyone and work together and not just compete with each other. And sometimes 
there is that competition, but it fuels you to be more inspired and work harder. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so I would say just put yourself out there and take the risk. It, it's a scary risk because, I mean, for me, I'm coming from a state where it's illegal. It was so frowned upon. I finally I had to pull, tell my parents, look, this is what I want to do with my life. I told them right before I moved, like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be in cannabis. And it was something they were so against up until this point. Like, they didn't know about my cannabis use until I told them I'm moving out here pretty much. And that was a huge risk because I could have been like, we don't want anything to do with you anymore. And that's what I was scared of. But it, it was a huge risk, but it was a huge reward. And so just put yourself out there. Try something different. If it doesn't work, I mean, you can always get back up, I guess. I don't know. That's not necessarily no, no, the most inspiring the... by, like, you can always get back up. But, like, trying something different, You at least you know that you tried rather than looking back and regretting, like, what if, like... And then being salty and resenting it and being shameful towards not doing it. I think that's the worst thing that could happen is being like, I spent the last five or six years in Iowa being regretting not coming out here and being resentful towards my friends who did do this. And I realized like, well, it's not really anything they did. It's my own choices. So if I don't try, if I don't put myself out there, if I'm not doing the work, I can't, I can't be resentful towards them. And I, I shouldn't be resentful towards myself, but you have to put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. If, if you don't do it, you know, you never you know. know. You won't know. And that, that's a that was a great answer. Yeah, you have to be, put yourself in a place of vulnerability and risk of uncertainty to get either to get joy out of it, and you learn a lot more from your failures than you do your successes. For sure, and no, as I said, that's where mm-hmm. the, that's where the true happiness can come from. Yeah, because after you failed, like the the greatness that comes from it. Um, like after all the hard work work you've put in, it, you can feel how it's paid off. It's not so much how it ends, it's how you get there. True that. Mm-hmm. True that. Get on the journey. Hey, th- Colby, thanks again for coming in Thank today. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Awesome. And keep up the grind. And remember, you can go follow Colby. Those of you watching, the link will be below on the YouTube video. I'm going to also be in the description of any podcast wherever you are listening. Um, Colby Cat with an I, Colby Maxwell baked underscore betty that's what's good awesome what you about to go smoke tonight Mm, i just got some raw gardens okay i can't remember what it was called but it was some sap berry og i think word that's what's up that's what's up yeah yeah what about you shoot i got just that uh purple menace and i got i got a lemon i'll probably go home smoke a little sativa make these bars shoot a video and then got some editing to do Thank you to the sponsor today, Third Wheel Podcast Studio, the place where I record all my podcasts for real. And it's no joke, I did research. I did literally like three months of research. You know, I found cool studios, I went on Peerspace, Google, Craigslist. I was trying to find the best price point, the best bang for the buck, and Third Wheel Podcast Studio was it. But I'm not going to lie, I was hesitant. I just booked a couple sessions to make sure it was chill, and those dudes knocked it out the park. I'll let you know that some chill dudes you're going to work with when you book your session. So thanks again to the sponsor, Third Wheel Podcast Studio. Go to thirdwheelpodcaststudio.com to book your session today. I promise, I literally put everything on the line that you will be satisfied. But without further ado, let's hop into the episode.